everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Report, reports indicate that the New York Jets have requested interviews for their GM position with Philadelphia Eagles VP of Player Personnel Joe Douglas and Chicago Bears Assistant Director of Player Personnel Champ Kelly. This according to the NFL Network. Both execs have ties to the Jets head coach and interim GM Adam Gase. Douglas, the favorite to land the game. Longtime cornerback Pac-Man Jones calling it a career today after 14 years in the NFL. He split his career between Tennessee, Dallas, Cincinnati, and Denver. Was an all-pro with the Bengals back in 2014. The 35-year-old notched 17 picks and had five punt return touchdowns as well in 146 career games. The NBA is moving up free agency to a more reasonable time. The League and Players Association announcing today that teams and players will now be permitted to begin free agent negotiations at 6 p.m. Eastern on June 30th, six hours earlier than the usual July 1st commencement at 12.01 p.m. This summer's free agent frenzy, one of the best. Many huge names available. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, and Jimmy Butler, just to name a few of the best. The Raptors, one win away from their first ever franchise NBA final. They host Milwaukee, game six of the NBA Eastern Conference final. It's a Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. tip. Toronto laying two and a half points total in this game low, 212.5. Sportsbook Bovada also taking bets on game six to see if Drake gives Raptors coach Nick Nurse shoulder rub number two. No shoulder rub. The heavy favorite at minus 350. Yes to the shoulder rub. Sits at plus 225. The value play. Portland Trailblazers have agreed to contract extension with president of basketball ops Neil Oshie through 2024. Uh, the season, uh, this is the first year that they reached the Western Conference Finals for the first time since the year 2000. Amazing. WNBA regular season tipping off tonight. Hey, we got everything for you. A pair of games on the sked. First game, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. The Dallas Wings at the Atlanta Dream. Atlanta minus 10 and a half, 159. Next up, New York Liberty hosting the Indiana Fever. Liberty minus three. And the over-under in that basketball game is 157 and a half. Afternoon baseball from Wrigley. Cubs hosting the Reds. Chicago up four to one in the bottom of five. Schwarber, home run number eight. Rizzo, home run number 14. And Bryant, dinger number 12 for the Cubbies. MLB News, the Mets have signed veteran right-handed pitcher Irvin Santana to a minor league deal. He's now 36 years old. He opened up the season with the White Sox, but was designated for assignment after posting a brutal 945 ERA and just over 13 innings of work. Golf, round two of the PGA's Charles Schwab Challenge from Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. Swede, Jonas Blixt, ballroom Blixt. He went bananas today, shooting six under. He leads the way right now in the clubhouse at minus nine. A great day for American Kevin Natu. He shot an eight under, one shot off the pace. Three games in the MLS tonight. We got 7 p.m. action. Orlando laying 135, hosting the LA Galaxy. 9 p.m. we have Atlanta, plus 135. They entertain Real Salt Lake. And at 10.30, the LA Galaxy, minus 300, hosting Montreal. Here's the rest of the sked. 14 games on the betting board in baseball, guys. It's a busy, busy, busy one. Uh, we got two at 7.05, Miami at Washington. Nats, minus 145, over under nine, Lopez and McGowan. Dodgers, minus 210 at Pittsburgh, total eight and a half, Bueller and Feliz. Then we got 707 action, San Diego, minus 125 at Toronto, over under eight and a half, Lucchese and Thornton. And the Jays calling up Kevin Biggio, the son of legend Craig Biggio. He's going to play second base tonight for the Blue Jays. Two more at 710. Tampa Bay minus 140 at Cleveland, over under 7.5. Snell versus Bieber. We got Detroit at the Mets. Mets minus 307.5. Soto versus Syndergaard. Three games at 810. Boston minus 140. They're at Houston. Sale versus Miley, 8.5. Philly and Milwaukee. Brew Crew, they're minus 135, 9.5. Eikhoff versus Anderson. White Sox and Minnesota. Twins minus 200, total nine. Lopez and Berrios, two more games at 815. 
We got the New York Yankees minus 150 at KC. Total 10, Green and Junis. Atlanta, they take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Cards minus 160, nine and a half. Fulte versus Mikolas, 840 action. Baltimore and Colorado, Rockies minus 160. Total 12, Means versus Hoffman. Two more at 10.07, Texas and the Angels. We got the Halos minus 165. Total nine, Smiley and Canning. Seattle at Oakland, they're minus 165. Your over-under is nine and a half. LeBlanc and Megden, 10-15, the final game of the night. Arizona minus 135 at San Fran, seven and a half. Ray versus Pomeranz. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's Friday. Steve Merrill and Fabano stop by. Keep it locked here. Red Heat and Rage Radio with me and Gabe coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready, Blaze Radio has begun. Medicine Sports Radio Network. iHeart, tune in. Uh, YouTube. Appreciate uh, you joining us, whatever uh, platform you might be uh, joining us on right now. I am Gabriel Morenzi. And uh, we're ready to throw it down uh, with you until about uh, 7 o'clock Eastern this evening. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, steps up and in. What's up, Cam? Uh, nothing, Gabe. Just uh, another great night. Uh, pandemonium in the city. Lots of love. Uh, and what can you say, man? It hasn't felt this good in a really long time. City of losers for the most part. Uh, there's a, a, the, the smell of success in the air. We got one one more game to go, buddy, but it feels real good. Just a problem with Drake uh, wearing Milwaukee Bucks colors last night, too. I didn't understand that. You're a Raptor fan, and you're wearing green. Like, that was pretty stupid. But anyway, that's beside the point. Let's stay positive. Good times. And Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you one thing. I'd like to bet him on a drinking contest. God, Morency, you can make me a 110-and-a-half beer favorite. That was pathetic. He looked like a grade 7 at his first uh, beer party there. Can't even down a beer. Boo. Yeah, pretty pretty weak. Uh, well, I can't make the playoffs either, weak. but that's another story. I know. I can't, um, I can't even drink a beer. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, hey, but it's not that hard. It was like, you saw, I like, glug, glug, glug. you saw his buddy back to Thierry's going, ding dong, ding dong. Matthew Stafford's down in bar, uh, beers at uh, bars with his lady. Did you? I'm like, wow. Rogers, yeah, stick the water. I picked, I always pictured Aaron Rodgers as more of a weed guy. Um, yeah, uh, maybe than, you're right. Than, California. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Northern yeah. California. He likes alternative <laughs> rock and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, you know, people can get caught up on whether Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a drink or not. I brought this up, actually. You know what we can drink is Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend, Danica Patrick. She she plows them down. You know, she she plows them down. Um, you know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers drinking, everyone's making a big deal about it. I didn't I didn't even notice. People are like and people are like, Oh, oh, look at this Green Bay Packer. It's shocking that an offensive lineman can crush a 3.5% alcoholic beer. Yeah, that's actually yeah, good good point there. It was just, that that wasn't even funny. Like he he should basically just get a tray and you know 10 is probably a good number to down, but he did a few. Guys, the Tennessee Titan offensive lineman were crush a beer at the Preds last year game or a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's right. Those guys it was, drink. It was like one <laughs> one sip. Like yeah, I mean, like they basically you could see boom they do. They were, doing, they were doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin's, but they went through like a six-pack in two minutes. Yeah, you because know, it was like, another one, rapid fire. And um, and Marcus Mariota was drinking water. He was chugging water with them. <laughs> yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, I got no problem with yeah. that. Marcus, you're, you're right. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Marcus Mariota has never had an alcoholic beverage in his life. I remember the last time we talked about this, we had a bet and we didn't really confirm it, but I think you won. Didn't we say Russell Wilson? Yeah, I won. Was yeah, it yeah. Russell Wilson? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I'm not, not even a beer in high school or nothing. Like, never touched a beer. Yeah, I think I said he's had a few, but you said no, and I think no was the answer. Uh, I believe I believe Russell Wilson got drunk in college once and said never again. Oh, okay. At least he tried. went yeah, for I, it. Yeah, I never, I never said that he never touched it. I said he doesn't drink at all now. Like, nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. Like, in his life, he got drunk once when he's like 17 or something. They didn't like it. They never did it. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Game Time Decisions. I need to page our video. Fantasy Sports our Radio Network. Uh, yeah, Marcus Mariota doesn't drink at all, but, you know. Joe Namath drank a lot. Joe Namath was pretty good. Uh, yeah, Jim Kelly. Right. Uh, you and I can't saw Jim Kelly. I saw Jim Kelly. Remember that night? Jim Kelly drank like 18 beers in 40 minutes. Uh, oh, yeah, Eddie Mack, awesome. man, that guy can drink. John Elway's a booze bag. I could go on. Basically, every quarterback's a booze bag. <laughs> the best was Gabe when we Dan had Marino. Danny Mack. Dan Marino used to start the 20-yard line. Exactly. Remember we had Danny Mack, you were doing that uh, show at uh, Shea Parade in Montreal, and he was having a good time, but he's like, uh, guys, you know, uh, I'll stay on for an extra hour. Me and Gabe go, well, uh, Danny, our station's a little bit broke. Just pay me in Budweiser. <laughs> An- another tray for Danny Mack. That guy could throw him. Yeah, back. man. There, there was me, Cam, and Danny Mack, and we're on the air, and, like, I'm ordering six at a time because, like, there's Cam and Danny Mack, right? Like, so, some big boys in the room. I was holding my own. Like, six, so, I'm telling her just six, and the poor girl's bringing six beers on this tray every minute, and they were gone in, like, two minutes. Like, Danny Mack would basically drink four of them and leave me and Cam one. <laughs> He'd be like, he double fist, and he'd sort of look at me. Kind of give me the nod. You get more beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell the girl more. I got another. Finally, I was like, all right. And you know who's there? What's that guy's name? Uh, Paris something, the wide receiver. Uh, Jackson? Was it? Uh, was it? Uh, no, 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 it was. His uh, last name, Mike. Hold on. He's, it's a long no, time. The, uh, was G. Roy oh, Simon? G. Roy Simon. G. Roy Simon. G. Roy Simon. Simon with a Cancun. Great guy. Yeah. He's like, he's not drinking anything. Like, and he's like, you guys are disgusting. Nope. <laughs> like, he's there. He's like, I'm leaving. He was, he looked, uh, nice guy, though. All right. Uh, let's bring in Steve Merrill right I'm now. I'm leaving. What's up, Steve? What's going on, boy? What's happening, Steve? Yeah, we're talking Talk- about alcoholic uh, quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers couldn't drink a beer last night. You know, it reminded me of Steve. Remember uh, one of your boys, Washington Redskin, Heath Schuler. Yeah. Heath well, Schuler no, never say, had a drop uh, of uh, alcohol. Oh, or okay. A soda. I was going to say. Even a soda. 
He's never had a I soda even that. in his life. Like, never a Coke or Pepsi even. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. When you – um, and he wasn't a very good NFL quarterback either, so that's – your your theory no, is wasn't. gaining more strength as we speak. should have drank more Pepsi, Steve. <laughs> Although I think Brady's pretty clean cut. He might have drank in his yeah. youth, but I don't think he, he – he's very – he does yeah, eat yeah, tomatoes, at least in the hybrid, the special pajama. Now, that, well, I thought you were going with the Redskin reference with Sonny Jurgensen when I was a youngster. <laughs> Sonny could party. Is he a piss he used tank, to drink, Steve? Drink in the locker yeah. room. Yeah, he used to drink Mickey beer. Mickey Mantle, <laughs> Babe Ruth. We go to baseball. We got yeah. Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth, two of the greats. Oh, come what about, on. Uh, what about Ken the Snake Stabler? He used to light up Marlboros during interviews. Yeah. <laughs> I have a smoke. I will say it's a oh, different level of, of play now, though, for these guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure yeah, Jurgensen and Stabler world. would have lasted as long. <laughs> Yeah, Len Dawson having a smoke at the Super Bowl one halftime. Oh, who's, yeah, who's the Packers? Yeah, who's the Packers? Who's it, McGee? Yeah. Who's it, McGee? The, who was a hungover in Super yeah, Bowl one? Yeah, it was one? McGee the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was call. all betting and drinking. He was a big sports better too, right? Or no, I'm thinking of the other one, Horning. Horning. Paul Horning was the sports better. Paul Horning. Horning, Horning, Horning got suspended. Yeah, he actually yeah. got in trouble. I think Horning yeah. got suspended, Steve, at the same time uh, – Alice Karras from the over. TV show, Webster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about him a few weeks ago. Alex yeah, yeah, Karras. Yeah, yeah. Alex Karras got, he, he got booted out of the league back for like a Webster. year for gambling on football. <laughs> yeah, he came up and with some of the different strokes. Todd Bridges being the only one alive, which I still can't get over. <laughs> that right. ruined my whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that made me question okay, everything listen, I knew just... to be real. I know. So look, just quickly, and it's true. There's definitely a correlation. I'm looking at Super Bowl winning quarterbacks here. Okay. And I didn't know about Elway, by the way. I didn't realize that. What Elway? Oh yeah, Elway. Yeah, Elway I mean, it, makes, it makes sense in Brett. hindsight. Yeah, it makes sense in hindsight. Yeah, Elway, yeah. I just never thought you know that. Elway, Elway, yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool right. And Far Far probably drank. Far probably drank as well. Oh, Brett Brett Favre. Favre. oh God. That's yeah. Brett Favre. Pills. Brett Favre can drink us all the medicine cap. Yeah, Brett Favre is. Uh, Brett Favre, I wouldn't want Brett to go into Favre was so hardcore. Instead. He took so many Montana pills. They clean. wouldn't give him more painkillers and pills. So uh, Brett Favre <laughs> used to take the pills and induce himself to vomit, and pick the pills up and take them again. In fact, wow. Gabe, if you throw out the NFC, if you throw out the NFC heyday, if you throw out the Redskins, the Giants, and Niners with Young and Montana, that's probably all the non-drinking teams right there. Aikman probably yeah, okay, drank a little back bit. Away, so. I'm going way back here, yeah. all right? 1972. Roger back, Bob Greasy. Two pretty clean-cut guys. <laughs> yeah, Staubach didn't drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> clean-cut. So uh, we get Bradshaw. into, all right, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Bradshaw. Yeah, exactly. Terry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry likes it. Yeah. Kent State. Bradshaw was bald at, like, age 25. The snake. <laughs> yeah, Those the guys snake drank vodka with their Cheerios in the morning with Correct. What about Lynn Dawson? It's Ferragamo. He's more of a playboy, probably cocaine guy. <laughs> yeah, he's more yeah, he uh, Roger than, uh, hurting himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jaws has had a yeah, few. But these guys, these guys didn't win Super Bowls though. True. Um, yeah, some good, of the, good call on Jaws, no, Gabe. Jaws was a real. Uh, Jim, didn't what? he uh, have something going on too? Oh, tell me. With the with the lady oh, and the photocopier at uh, ESPN. Yeah, oh, there's something. Yeah, oh, he's high he energy. He's high energy. Yes. <laughs> no, no, Ron, Ron Jaworski's never had any incident. Okay. 
You're thinking of Sean Salisbury, who uh, flashed a dick pic to somebody. Oh, good. Was it, it was Sean Salisbury. I thought it was Jaworski. Yeah, good call, Moretzky. Good call. Yeah, you're right. It was Salisbury. The steak. Come on. Ron Jaworski is a good boy from Buffalo. He would do something like that. Oh, wait. Patrick Kane would, yeah. but not Jaworski. <laughs> All right, Steve. So, what about, uh, what about Lynn Dawson, Super Bowl uh, Four? What was your take on him? Hank Schramm was on something. Uh, Lynn Dawson? He drank. You'd have oh, to, as Fram is your coach, you'd have to, to put up with him all year. <laughs> that, guy, <laughs> that guy was on natural cocaine. Well, all those Hank guys, too, all the old coaches, alcoholics, too. Even the coaches. Yeah, yeah that's probably true, yeah. yeah Lombardi uh, probably he, drank. He um, funny, we have Bob Ryan on today, speaking of old school. I'll be a Boston Globe, Bob Ryan. Um, we had him on this morning. We'll replay it. But he was actually talking about it, about how he used to, like, travel on the plane with Celtics and get drunk with them and stuff. We were talking about how the media is different uh, nowadays. But, Steve, you and I, and I remember we talked about um, about Portland and Oklahoma City. And we said, man, this number's whacked. Oklahoma City were, were favors despite the fact that Portland had home court advantage in the series. And then when the games were in Portland, one of them was like a pick Another time, Portland were like minus one and a half, minus two or so, minus two and a half, whatever it was, hovering around there. And then when they went to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City were minus seven and a half. Portland won this series in five games. And I remember you and I talked about the power rankings, Steve, and I said the power rankings are wrong. And it's rare that the power rankings are wrong um, with these computers uh, nowadays, but they are. And I see the same thing with the Raptors and the Bucks right now. I mean... You know, the Bucks never should have been road favorites the other night. They were laying three. They lose outright by 20. After that, they, they lay seven and a half last night. Boom. They lose the game. And suddenly the Raptors are only laying two. Now, I know I know it's going up, but I think it will go up. But what do you make of this number, Steve? It's like people aren't watching the same series as I am. Yeah, when I saw the line for game four, the first thing I did was to check the injury. Or if, I mean, I watched game three into double overtime. I thought everyone was healthy, but... When I saw the game four line come out, guys, at plus three, I just assumed like Lowry or Leonard were out or something all of a sudden. That's how ridiculous that line was. It made absolutely no sense. I mean, I understand the zigzag concept. That's worth maybe a point. And the team down 0-2 at home in game three like Toronto was is worth a few points. So, you know, so you take it from two and a half maybe to pick them. The plus three was insane. And I like Toronto in games three and four. Um, last night was the first time I've used Milwaukee in this series because it was a great bounce-back spot. I thought the line was a little high. I'd had Toronto in the first four games, really felt they should have covered three or four. Game two, they got blown out. Game five, they won easy last night, but they really should have covered game one, as we all know. They covered the first, like, 47 minutes of that game. Um, and they probably are the better team overall, and I think Milwaukee's up for it now. But you could make a case with a little bit of line value now with them as a dog in the do-or-die situation. We'll see if Toronto can stay focused. All right, we'll take a quick break on the other side. Uh, we got a couple minutes with Barrel here. We'll take, we'll hit the uh, Coca-Cola 600. We like to shake it up and fix it up here. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
We got a couple more minutes uh, with Steve Merrill here. Um, I just punched in, though, Vince Carter, Raptors, and then whatever, Raptors. And there's a million Raptor stories, obviously, all over the Internet right now. But I see a story here. It's from the Washington Post. This makes me mad. Like, uh, it's from, uh, from May 11th, so it's from, like, last week. It says, before the Raptors got there, um, Toronto didn't know anything about, what is it? What the hell's the headline here? Before the Raptors, Toronto barely understood basketball. Now it's a hotbed of hoops talent. Basketball was invented by a Canadian. Invented by a Canadian University in Montreal. Stupid jackasses. Like God, the ignorance and obnoxiousness and arrogance. Like uh, it's like I agree. Whatever. That's that's just idiots. Sorry, it's true. Maybe Trump's right. Washington, uh, Washington Post, fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Barrow with us. Hey, he's right. Trash paper. <laughs> Hashtag sad. Hashtag blow me. Washington Post. Um, Get bent. All right, Steve. Coca-Cola 600. Um, coming off the All-Star. So they were there last weekend at the All-Star. Now they roll in again here. Uh, Coca-Cola 600. Now it's for real. Yeah, Kyle Larson actually raced his way into the race last week and won the All-Star race. He's the fourth driver in history to do that over the last 20-plus years. He's a strong driver on these type of cookie-cutter tracks. He'd really had some bad luck this year, but hasn't been quite as strong as someone like Chase Elliott in the Chevys. But the Fords and the Gibbs, Toyotas are the ones to beat on all these tracks, and the odds reflect that. If you look at the top five right now, you've got Kyle Busch, Harvick, Truex, Keselowski, Logano, and then Chase Elliott, and those are the guys that have dominated all season. Martin Truex Jr. Uh, on the 600 last year probably had the best race I've ever seen, actually uh, two years ago on the 600. He led almost basically every lap. Last year, he finished second. Kyle Busch led 377 laps almost every lap of this race. So the last two years on this track, Truex and Kyle Busch, your teammates, have been led almost every single lap in the longest race of the season. Um, those are the two guys to beat once again, I would think. Here we are right now. Yeah, uh, we're going into uh, Wells Memorial Day weekend, but uh, Kevin Harvick still looking for his first win, Steve. Yeah, I will say this game. Harvick led the most laps last week in the All-Star race. He led 33. He led twice as much as anybody else almost. Um, and then the second most laps was Logano at 19, I believe. Um, Logano, Keselowski, and Harvick would be the other three choices behind Truex and Kyle Busch. I think it'll probably be one of those five. You know, a guy like Chase Elliott's been good on these tracks, but they just the Chevys just don't seem to have the same horsepower as the Gibbs, Toyotas, or those Fords, either a Harvick or a Keselowski's team have. Uh, Clint Boyer, Steve, another yeah, before Clint Gabe, I gotta, Boyer. I want to just quickly talk. I know you guys know more about NASCAR, but to, to Steve's point about Larson, Gabe, he's twenty to one, and he's finished like he won last week. And he was like third the week before. The guy's kind of on a heater. He's do, he's doing pretty well and with it, and a little bit of luck could even been better, right? Twenty to one's pretty good, Steve. Yeah, and the thing about Larson, Cam, is he's actually run well this year. He's had some really bad luck, like on pit stops, penalties, you know, breakages, stuff like that. Otherwise, he'd be having more top fives. The concern that you have, though, is that this is the longest race of the year, 600 miles. So someone that's had bad luck and bad pit strategies and, you know, breakages and stuff like that, uh, this isn't the ideal race for him to win. This is really a marathon-type race. That'd be my concern with Larson. Good call. Steve, uh, Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, covers uh, experts. Uh, all right, Steve, thanks for uh, taking the time to be with us. Thanks, guys. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Merrill. Who are you betting uh, with us? Who are you betting in this race? I get the feeling that Kevin Harvick's got to win eventually. 
four to one. Yeah, but Bush was too, Kyle just Bush, too good not to. Two sixty. Yeah, he's uh, Harvick's four to one. Truex Jr.'s on fire too, seven to one. Keselowski seven. Pretty good numbers. Uh, you get, it, I guess, because it's a little bit longer of a race. Like the favorites, uh, you're not going to get it. Like before, yeah. they were really short, but you get some good prices with some good drivers here in the you know fourteen to twenty five range too. So. I don't know, buddy. You've been pretty good with the NASCAR stuff. You might uh, nail one this week. Harvick, four to one. Um, six hundred miles this race. <laughs> That's nuts. A long That's race. A lot of driving, man. How, what do you do? What do you it do in the you car? You, gotta, you talk about ladies in casinos. These guys must have like piss bags and oh. all sorts of stuff going on, right? They're pissing themselves. No one wants to talk about it, but yeah, they're pissing. Themselves. I, I get it. Yeah, they have to have it's an undergarment sort of, of some form. It's six hundred miles, Gabe. No, no, you know, <laughs> it's a lot, of, you know a lot of racing, buddy. I've actually asked, like, yeah, you have to, right? I've spoken to NASCAR drivers. Yeah. I've asked. And basically they tell you it's old school, bro. The old, uh, the Coca-Cola 600. Well, <laughs> the old bottle of Coca-Cola. <laughs> find a bottle. Yeah. Find, find a why. Find no. a bottle. And, uh, what, uh, one yeah. driver told me, yeah, he pisses in a Gatorade bottle. It's like he's basically exactly he gets, got a wide spot. Good the thing call. is, Cam, when you're going when you're going 170, I'm sure like they're not really overly concerned if they're missing the bottle at all. Like I wouldn't want to be like cleaning up yeah. that car after, bro. Like if you gotta point. go, you're just you getting, a- you're just getting your dick out of the pants and you're letting it fly. You know I, what I'm I, saying? Yeah, like, no, no. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. No, if you're making a move or things getting hectic, you might just have to like take a leak right and like just hope you don't hit the accelerator too hard. With a mean stream, but I gotta believe you got to do this at the, the pit stop. The pit stop would be the best time to do it, right? But then again, the car's going herky jerky because they're, they're doing the tires and everything. Yeah, pit stop, man. Pit stops like 4.2 seconds. Oh yeah, it's not enough. These guys yeah, come on, at least 15. You're off and running. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have time. That's to the worst. Out. And then you. Good point. <laughs> or halfway through, it'd get real messy. Or oh, he could leave yeah. his post like yeah, I what do. A problem. <laughs> yeah, don't leave your yeah, post. Yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 Yang. Good thing Chad Canals doesn't leave the uh, the, the 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 tent, <laughs> the data tent. Jimmy coming around the third. What's there, Chad? What do we got behind us? What do we got behind us, Chad? What do you know what I mean? Like Cam, you know, no, no communication with the team. You know, NASCAR is all the team actually. NASCAR, it really is. Yeah, like the spotters and everybody, Cam. Like there's guys that are on top of the stadium and they got binoculars. And they have a headset, yep. and they're talking directly to the drivers, so they can tell them, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Kurt Busch is behind you. He's coming up, like sort of like horses. Yep. Like you know, here comes the twelve horse. You can see. So these spotters are like experts. They know, hey, this guy's gaining speed. Watch out for him. Watch out for that. You got traffic. Except these guys, their life is in your hands. Like they'll tell you, like you know, uh, you know, crash, crash, crash. Like you hear that the audio. Yeah. There's not a lot of time to react for some of this stuff, right? Watch out! And it's like, yeah, yeah. The spot, the spotting stuff is crazy. That's a crazy job. It's a lot of craziness in that sport, man. Now, yeah, I didn't even think about. I'm glad you asked the question because I'm thinking like, and another thing is, you got to be really careful of what you eat. I don't want to turn this like into a grotesque Friday, but like, you can't eat slimy fast food stuff before a race. Like, you got to eat things that are going to bung you up. More cheese, I would think. Rather than like salad. You're racing in the Coca Cola 600 in the hot sun in Charlotte, North Carolina. You ain't having exactly. a bowl of chili before you get that car. That's what I'm talking KFC. about. That chili's not. <laughs> oh, God. My, like, 
Oh, oh my guts are rolling. I know you. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. So match. in other words, let's just be real. <laughs> we know that people have definitely like just taken dumps in cars. Yeah. Oh yeah, they go. They go for sure. I, I'm, if I'm you gotta go, you gotta go, right? I mean, there actually is though, Cam, but uh, there is like they wear pants within the pants type thing. Yeah, that like, exactly. There's, there's gotta be an outer layer. It, there's yeah. a yeah, yeah. There's a thing and type of like a tube or whatever, but it's stupid. Like guys have said, no, no, you just piss in the bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Great topic. Yeah, problem. <laughs> It can't, can't just pull over pit, pit stop. Get out yeah, of here, guys. That's what I said. I, 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 I was thinking about the pit stop, and then I'm Sorry, thinking, guys, right, I just I crushed, four, five uh, I, I crushed a few too many teen burgers from A&W. I just give me a couple of minutes. That's another thing. 600-mile race, Gabe, like in the heat, and those suits that they have are heavy. Like you talk about Ramadan and stuff like that, man. How like how do you not drink like how much like liquids and stuff like that? Like there's man, there's a lot going on in NASCAR that you're not thinking about. It's tough. I think it's way harder than people uh, think it is, man. Like that's I never handle it. They're huge athletes. They're great athletes, man. You gotta be in shape to be in that car. You can't be fat. You're also squished in there, man. Uh um, you think? All right, here it is. Here's Carl Edwards opens up about uh, NASCAR's uh, NASCAR drivers' dirty, uh, dirty secrets. Dirty secrets. Um. Uh, yes. Did he admit to it? He's saying uh, Carl Carl Edwards claims with a wink and a laugh that uh, he holds it in. Yeah, as if. Yeah. Yeah, a wink and a laugh, meaning he pisses his pants. That's the, that's the real answer. <laughs> yeah, Carl Edwards said, when I started racing, I was kind of worried about this stuff, and I wondered, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. He goes, but you just sort of get used to it. You get used to pissing yourself. The that's thing correct. is, and another guy told him the same thing, actually, Cam, that um, they're sweating so much and stuff, so they don't even know. Because like you said, man, yeah. you're in that hot suit, bro. You're in a space suit. You're in a car. You got the engine. Imagine you're in Daytona, Florida, and stuff in these places. You're in Alabama, Talladega. Yeah, in the hot, like hot it's freaking hot, bro. Oh yeah. No, I, I could. Like, there's I, no I, way I'd that Tony That's what he's saying here. He goes, the fluids is the toughest part. He goes, uh, Carl Edward goes, he loses 10, 10 pounds on a during a race. So think about this, Gabe. So that with that statement. They lose 10 pounds per race in a motor vehicle under the hot sun. Guys who are playing hockey lose an average of eight pounds. You lose more weight in a race car than you do going up and down the ice. That's how heavy that suit is. That's how hot it is. That's crazy. This is interesting. 10 pounds. Yeah, it's asked, uh, what's the most difficult and grueling part of a race? He goes, it's just the environment. It's really loud. It's really hot. It's really stressful. There's real no creature comforts in a car. It's something I'm also working on. Uh, becoming more fit and you've got to have a level of fitness when it's a really hard race it's really tough the best way to describe it is when you go on a really fast scary roller coaster the last two or three minutes your heart rate will be up and sweating for us we're on a roller coaster for three hours straight it wears on you yeah it's a good way of putting it up. dude like it's one mistake you're dead 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Like I recap, that's a big time uh, read right there. Smooth, smooth. <laughs> big big time read, big time book. Smooth. Um, they got great offers. Can't beat those offers. They're all right. Five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. Amazing. So speaking of offers, man, you you're in a pretty good spot. You've just been killing this little future stuff. I wish I had the money. Pissing me off, I did yep. it to get in on this when it was plus 430, but here you are with the Raptors right now. Plus 430. Yep, I'm going to tell you, Gabe, this is going to be something that as we move on into our futures and get older, it's something that's going to be a bigger part of the repertoire. Like how Pozzola made his money in Bitcoin, futures trading is going to be my, uh, it's going to be my thing. I'm going to look for futures because they're fun, man. Those numbers are inflated a lot of time, and I agreed with everything that you said to uh, Steve Merrill. It's nuts. We were thinking about that. Like the, the numbers aren't correlating. So the Raptors are three-point home dogs, and these guys are seven-and-a-half-point favorites by game time. That's just ridiculous. And you said it. What game are you watching? Like, what game are you watching? It's almost like these guys, just because of the Greek freak, they're putting up an extra, yeah, you know what? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe seven-and-a-half, eight-point favorites, and the game should be like a pick em. Like, I, I, think it, I think it's nuts, personally, and we'll keep on taking advantage of it. Yeah, we put we put in that small play last night on the money line, so it hit. You got it in, yep. and then after Correct. the game White, last White night, Sox I didn't, I didn't too, play there. around. Yeah, after Gio the game, I didn't even play around. Time. Yeah, <laughs> um, talk about the Raptors right now, Cam. <laughs> I understand. Nice call, Continue. nice call with the White Sox. But as I was oh, saying, yeah, okay. um, after the game last night. I turned it over and I flipped it all over on the Raptors on the money line again tomorrow. So I'm not playing around with baseball today or anything like that. I think the Raptors are going to wow. finish them off tomorrow. That's where I can just no maximize, maximize the money, maximize the original wager by because you, you, people always talk about rolling stuff over, but if you you roll stuff over and you bet on other games, then you're not really rolling it over. You've got to like no, only not. have an account specifically to roll things over or you really don't bet anything during that series. So you're really rolling things over. Otherwise, you're just betting on that game and you're betting on other things. So I didn't play around. I really wanted to roll it over for real. So I just told the West Coast inputter, put it all on the Raptors money line now on Saturday night. And uh, you know, we'll see if we can flip the original wager into, uh, into a nice 2-0. But that plus 250 was good last night. Sure was. Yeah, no. And uh, it's so funny that you say that. Um, And you met Vince. He's a pretty conservative guy. And uh, he texted me last night, Gabe, and he kind of did what you did. He had one of those like premonitions and just basically said, I love this game. And he threw his whole account on the Raptors last night, probably like five, six hundred bucks and money line. He didn't even dick around with exactly what you did. Money line. Don't want points. Boom. Texted me today. The guy's on fire. He's cashing out a lot of money and still has money to play with. That's what you got to do. Hey, man, he put the bullet in the gun, and it, it hit. Uh, he, you got to like, uh, you said the same thing. I'm not even going to take the points. So I'm going to take the win, and 
I, and they understand too. Game six, you're at home. Uh, you got this team on the ropes right now. You got to take you got to take care of business in the sixth game. I don't want to see it go back to Milwaukee. You win this game, boom, set up a final with Golden State. You don't want to dick around with a game seven. Give them any type of hope. Finish the job. No, this is as close as the Raptors have been. Um, this is as close as the Raptors have been in franchise history to the NBA Finals. As sad as that is. Um, one win away. They had been at two wins. They've, they've been at two wins before the Eastern Conference Finals before, guys. They were tied at two three years ago uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then they lost the next two games. Uh, but people are getting emotional already. I know there's almost like a feeling that we've done it. And even I've got that sort of we're going to the finals thing. But there's still work left to be done. We're, they're not there yet. And, you know, it would just be devastating to lose that game tomorrow and have to go back uh, to Milwaukee. I wasn't overly um, impressed with Drake last night guaranteeing a win on Saturday either. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that either. He doesn't play, yeah, you don't play unreal. You can't back it up. <laughs> I know. No, and I saw him last night, too. He's doing an impromptu, like, scrum. Hey, man, we're a college team, and blah, 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 blah. He's hosting the party there. Then I'm looking, he's wearing, like, Milwaukee Buck green. Like, you don't have a Raptor gear? Like, how much millions of dollars do you have? Like, why are you wearing a green shirt? That was stupid. But uh, anyway, whatever. Hey, Bob, this guy Bob, can do whatever Bob. he wants. See that bet on Bovada, too? They they have a bet. We'll... Uh, Will he give Nick Nurse a, a, a rub down number two? Minus 350, no. Plus 225, yes, for the second uh, shoulder uh, touchy. Touchy, touchy shoulder, plus 225. The answer is no. If the Raptors win tomorrow. Minus 350. You'll hug him. If the Raptors win, if the Raptors win tomorrow, if the Raptors win tomorrow, then uh, he might pick him up and put him on his shoulders or something. He'll, if, if they win tomorrow, he'll do something. Probably a hug. If 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 they win, he'll do something uh, tomorrow after. But uh, the thing is, listen, the Raptors haven't done it yet. The big game, the biggest game in Toronto sports since uh, the the Maple Leafs and the Kings in 1993. Yeah, you could say people are coming night. at me with the Blue Jays. Yeah, people are uh, coming at me with the Blue Jays, and. Um, you know, the Blue Jays won the World Series after the Joe Carter. But the thing is, the Blue Jays won the World Series before that. They won the year before, so that took away the, the long wait. Yeah, it's not the same when you go back-to-back after. It was cool, but it wasn't yeah, the same as beating Atlanta that time. Right? And it's different. Like, the Jays, you know, the Jays were there at 76. You know, the Leafs have been there forever. You know, people are desperate for the Leafs. To get to the uh, to the Stanley Cup, they were one game short, and now it's very similar. People are desperate for the Raptors to get there. Now they're one game away, so they're they're not there yet. Uh, but it's going to be a special night uh, tomorrow in the arena. And I asked people out there, should Vince Carter be at the game uh, tomorrow? Sort of like you know when the Blues brought in all their guys, the former guys, to be in the building. To see, you know, if, if the Blues could go to the Cup. Similar situation here uh, with, with the Raptors. Now, Alvin Williams does work on Sportsnet, right, during the playoffs? So Yes, he does. Alvin yes, Williams does. Is, is in Toronto. So that's cool. Because when I think of Raptors, I think of Alvin Williams. That guy, man, he played hard for the Raptors for a lot of years, man. On some not great teams, he tried. He was a good Raptor. Mo Pete, Morris Peterson, another guy. I think of the Raptors, I think of him, and 
You know why I, I want to be there tomorrow, and he should be there. Damon Stoudemire, man. The I first ever that. Raptor player. He should be there. Screw Chris Bosh. Screw Tracy McGrady. And I asked people on Twitter, should Vince Carter be at the game tomorrow? We're getting a lot of votes here, 213 already. Um, 100, I said, uh, should he be at the game? 100% face a franchise or F him, he left. 57% of people say they want him at the game tomorrow. I think more of Stoudemire than Vince, but Vince Carter is the face of the Raptor franchise still. There's a lot of talk he recently, is. oh, Kawhi Leonard's the greatest Raptor already, but Vince Carter's the greatest Raptor still. Like Kawhi is great, I still... but Vince Carter put them on the map. Yeah, he did. But also, Gabe, I can tell you this one thing, and hypothetically, I'm just using hypotheticals. If you were on that Raptors team and I was on that Raptors team and we went to North Carolina, but they just couldn't send, send his diploma FedEx, you had to miss one of the most impl- play- important playoff games in franchise history to go to your graduation. I think that's ridiculous. So what you're saying about is your you hold a grudge, though. Yes, I do. I do. I do hold a grudge. I think it's nuts. A game what? of that magnitude you you're going, and you're going course, to your graduation? What? What do you hold? What do you hold more of a grudge that he went to his graduation or that he split after? I have more of the graduation. I don't care if you split after and leave a team. You were in a big position where you could have beat Philadelphia that game, and you go to North Carolina for a graduation. They can mail that to you. Hey, what? You want your diploma? You want to talk to your buddies? You're playing professional basketball in the biggest game in your franchise, and you're going to a graduation. I think it's nuts. Uh, personally, you wouldn't have gone. You would have played. You're telling me you would have gone to a graduation or you would have played in a game, in a game seven? Give me a break. Come on. I, w- I wouldn't have you. graduated. I'd, I'd rather have first... other Raptors there. But yeah, I'm just saying, say you did. And you could have gone, what, yeah, you're going you're gonna to show up at, uh, at UNC to pick up your diploma? Like, come on, man. I know some people are going to disagree with not. me, but that's nuts. Like, it's stupid. Like, there's, you're a professional yeah, ball player yeah, now. You're not in college anymore. Right? No, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree. So, in other words, you're voting no. You don't want Vince Carter there tomorrow. Yeah, if he's there, I'll forget. I'll, but, uh, yeah, you know what? He, what he did with the sta- what the years of service for the Raptors, a slam dunk competition, putting it on the map when Toronto was a nobody. Well, we have to fly him in. We have to pay for it. So, like, so you're saying we're not flying no, him no, in and no, giving no, him I'm a hotel saying, No, no, that's the end of that. No, 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 Vince, you pay for your own <laughs> ticket, buddy, and your own hotel. Not a, Damon Stoudemire, he gets comped. Alvin Williams, he, uh, you're right, he's working for Sportsnet. He gets comped. Hell, if Keon Clark wanted to come, I, I think they should comp him. <laughs> Keon Clark. I love that guy. Oh, buddy, Isn't that Keon guy blazes weed. I told you, my buddy, moved, my buddy moved him. Yeah, my buddy, I told you, my buddy, uh, he packed up Keon Clark's stuff. First, he freaked out at Vince Carter's mom for stealing his parking spot one day. He was telling us the story. My buddy's working for AMJ Campbell moving. Keon Clark, he said he just walked in, just clouds of smoke. Got like a 10 paper cooking. Hey, man, how you doing? Like. He was just sitting there getting stoned, and uh, yeah, my buddy was his delivery. My buddy Fancy, Gabe, you haven't met him. He's got like a robe like Ric Flair. He's a character. He's in my fantasy football league. Nice. Yeah, he used to be a mover. Yeah, fancy, it's a fancy on the back and glitters. Yeah, he's a clown. Anyway, he's a mover, and uh, he told me one of his favorite moves was Keon Clark. Great guy. Party Keon out. Clark, though, uh, what, did he, what did he do? He's uh, he's in jail he's right now. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's, yeah. I guess he has drug possession. He's in jail. But I, I don't care about that. I thought he was a great Raptor. Great Raptor. Here it is. Uh, oh, great Raptor. We're thinking of you, Keon. And you know he's watching in jail. Uh, Clark has been plagued by personal problems since leaving the NBA. 
marijuana weapons charges. All right. U.S. Marshals found him boarding a bus in Houston, brought him back uh, to Danville for a trial. Two and a half years in prison. Uh, he admitted that they never played a game sober while his, uh, in his NBA career. That he used to uh, he drink uh, at half before at halftime. He, uh, by his estimate, he drank half a pint to a pint of gin a day during his professional basketball uh, career. 2013, he was sentenced to eight years in prison for weapons charges, but served four years. He's now out and currently lives in his hometown of Danville, Illinois. Good for him. Yep, he's out. Good stuff. That's amazing. I always used to think that, too. Like, when you watch him, Gabe, he had those eyes, too. Like, some guys just have the natural glaze, but he had that, like, real, like, bloodshot red eyes. And I got to tell you another thing from being a connoisseur of booze. Gin is like one of the smelliest alcohols, too. Like, he must have been, like, hanging out in the paint. You can smell that thing from the fifth, fifth tenth row. Like, Bombay Sapphire, like, that stuff, it's got a real, gin's like a floor cleaner. It's got a real, real heavy scent. So, players must is have known. Beef eater gin? Yeah, beef eater is a gin, right? too. Remember, clam chowder. Yeah, clam chowder was the beef eater. That's gin. You like gin? I don't think it's your drink, because gin tastes like uh, flowers and pine salt. You don't like gin. You're a vodka man. Uh, taste, yeah, good gin. I've had gin. Cold gin time gin? again. Man, you know it'll gin always win. It's really cold, cold oh, gin. Oh, gin wins. Yep. Yeah, gin no, it, it's games. gin has too much of a medicine-y sort of alcohol-y taste. Yes. I don't right. know, yeah. yeah. It's got, What's well, going it, to you it, like it gin? Like a, it, I don't mind it, but it's it, after a while you start to think you're drinking floor cleaner. Like you know what I mean? Like it almost feels yeah, like yeah, if you got exactly. some pine salt and mixed it in there. It's like, yeah, you know, at like least you can have one clean. gin and seven up. Like gin and seven up is a good mix. Like it's oh, the, you know, or gin and gin juice and like Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, gin and juice is a winner, but uh, yeah, not too many of them. That's why people love vodka, Gabe. It goes with everything. Clean gin, not so much. Vodka, vodka really does go with everything. It does. <laughs> Game time decision. Babano is going to join us soon. Uh-oh, where is Babano? Uh-oh. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I just want to welcome uh, another another cool badass in the Raptor bandwagon. Yeah, it's getting better and better every day, man. Dabo, oh, Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney. Yep. Snoop Dogg walking Snoop around Dog. in Raptor Kawhi gear all the time now. And now we Snoop welcome Stockton's finest, 209, Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz? Yeah, there we go. Now we're, we're cooking. We got everybody now, He's- baby. I love it. <laughs> Nate Diaz is fighting Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis is from Milwaukee. Pettis is from Bucks Milwaukee. That's right. That's so Nate so Diaz game. just tweeted at him. 
He just said, F the box, but full word. He's like, F the box. <laughs> He's on Twitter. And, uh, Raptor great. fans are blowing up. And like they're all like, yeah, yeah, welcome aboard, Nate. He's like, F the box in Milwaukee. It's great. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, there's another story that was lingering yesterday, Gabe, and I know we didn't really touch on it, but uh, uh, my, my hatred for LeBron James uh, is just getting to a, like a boiling oh, yeah, level, yeah. like with his collusion and talking. Like the NBA has to do something. Apparently he's called Leonard. He's called other guys. He's called Jimmy Butler. Like, hey, dude, you don't run the league, and I know it's technically not, not tampering when it's player to player. In my opinion, that's a finable offense, they, 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 and they have to take a stand. What do you want to call it? The LeBron Basketball Association? Get real people in charge. Don't let this is nuts. Kawhi, he's gonna have enough problems. We gotta keep him around. And this asshole's uh going in there saying, Oh yeah, yeah, come join me in the Lakers. Screw off. I think it's ridiculous. I agree with you. It's an absolute disgrace. Thank you. It's a joke. It is a disgrace. Monstrous is ludicrous. And it was all LeBron James's fault. And LeBron I talked about this this morning. It was LeBron James's fault. LeBron James's manager, Maverick Carter, and the other guy, Rich Paul. LeBron team, they're yep. the one that convinced Anthony Davis to do that dickhead move in New Orleans. How did it work out? Davis didn't yep. go anywhere. He's still stuck there. They've got Zion and more leverage on him. Um, you're not on the Lakers, and over their dead body, are they going to trade you to the Lakers? You effed yourself by listening to LeBron. He sabotaged the Pelican season because he wanted to get Davis for himself. Yep. And now, yeah, same right. shit. We're hearing that, oh, yeah, LeBron's calling Kawhi all the time now to recruit him. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? I'd like to see if LeBron would bitch if, like, we start calling Brandon Ingram in the middle of the season. Hey, exactly. bro, why don't you sit out and come collect the Raptors? You know what I mean? It's enough, bro. Screw Whatever, man. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I'm Cam Stewart, your fantasy sports news update. We got an afternoon game in the MLB from Wrigley this afternoon. The Cubs were all over the Reds, 4-1. Schwarber, home run number eight. Rizzo, home run 14. And Bryant, but here come the Reds. Yasiel Puig with a home run and three RBI. We are now tied. It's a good one. 4-4 going to the bottom of the eighth inning. The Mets have signed veteran right-handed pitcher Irvin Santana to a minor league deal. Santana is not young anymore. 36, open up the season with the White Sox but was designated for assignment after posting a 9.45 ERA and just over 13's inning of work. NFL news reports indicate that the New York Jets have requested interviews for their GM position with Philadelphia Eagles VP of Player Personnel Joe Douglas and Chicago Bears Assistant Director of Player Personnel Champ Kelly. This according to the NFL Network. Both execs have ties to Jets coach and interim GM Adam Gase. Douglas, the favorite to land the job. Longtime cornerback Pac-Man Jones calling it quits today after 14 years in the NFL. He split his time between Tennessee, Dallas, Cincinnati, and Denver, an all-pro back uh, in 2014 with the Bengals, the 35-year-old notching 17 picks, five punt return touchdowns as well in 146 games. The NBA moving free agency up to a more reasonable time. The League and Players Association announcing today that teams and players will now be permitted to begin free agent negotiations at 6 p.m. Eastern on June 30th. Now, don't worry, LeBron's already called a lot before that. Six hours earlier, this guy's calling six weeks ago. Anyway, it used to be July 1st at 12.01. Please, LeBron, hang up the phone. 
This summer's free agent frenzy will be a great one. Many huge names. We've got Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, and Jimmy Butler, just to name a few of the stars. Raptors won away from their first ever franchise NBA final. Raptors, Bucks, game six of the NBA Eastern Conference final Saturday night in Toronto, 8.30. Eastern is your tip time. Toronto laying two and a half. Low total in this one, too. 212 and a half. Sportsbook Bovada also taking bets on game six to see if Drake gives Raps coach Nick Nurse the shoulder rub part two. No shoulder rub. The favorite, minus 350. Yes to a shoulder rub, plus 225. No bets on hugs. Portland Trailblazers have agreed to contract extension with President of Basketball Ops Neil Olshi through 2024. Great season for the Blazers. They reached the Western Conference Final for the first time in their team history since 2000. WNBA regular season tips off tonight. The ladies with a pair of games on the sked. First game, 7.30. Dallas wings at the Atlanta Dream. Atlanta minus 10.5, 159. Next up at 8 o'clock, the New York Liberty hosting the Indiana Fever. Liberty minus 3 over under 157.5. Round 2 of the Charles Schwab. Uh, challenge from Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. Swedes, Jonas Blix. Day. Good day today. Six under. He leads the way in the clubhouse right now at minus nine. Kevin Na on fire today. Eight under round. He's just one shot back. Three games in the MLS tonight. 7 p.m. action. Orlando laying 135 as they host the LA Galaxy. At nine o'clock, we got Atlanta. They're plus 135 favored at home to Real Salt Lake. 10.30 soccer action. We got the LA Galaxy minus 300. They play host to the Montreal Impact. Rest of the MLB sked. We got a lot of games, guys, so buckle in here. Here's the rest of the betting board. We got Miami and Washington. Nats 145-9. Lopez and McGowan. Dodgers minus 210 at Pittsburgh. 8.5. Bueller and Felice. 707. San Diego minus 120 at Toronto. Over under 8.5. Lucchese and Thornton. And uh, Caven Biggio, son of legend Craig Biggio, playing second base tonight for the Jays. Two more at 710. Uh, Tampa Bay, buck 40 at Cleveland. 7.5. Snell and Bieber. Detroit at the Mets. Mets minus 295, seven and a half. Soto versus Syndergaard, three at 810. The Red Sox minus 40 cents at Houston. Sale versus Miley, eight and a half. Philly and Milwaukee. Brew Crew minus 135, nine and a half. Eikhoff versus Anderson. White Sox at Mini Twins minus 209. Lopez and Berrios, 815 action. We got the Yankees minus 150 at KC. Atlanta and St. Louis. Cards minus 160. Fulty and Mikolas, nine and a half. 840 action. Baltimore at Colorado. Rockies say favored by 60 cents. 12 is your total. Means and Hoffman. Two more at 1007. Texas and the Angels. Halos minus 160. Total nine. Smiley versus Canning. Seattle and Oakland. A's minus a buck 69 and a half. LeBlanc versus Megden. And 1015 action. Arizona minus 135 at San Francisco. Seven and a half. Ray versus Pomerantz. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Brancy hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio Hour 2. We had Steve Merrill. Thank you. And Babano, he'll stop by and we'll talk a little bit about the betting board. Stay tuned, everybody. Hour 2, Red Heat and Rage Radio, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. All right, level two. They've got decisions. Ready, rage on radio. The call before the storm, man. It's a little early, actually. Like, what is it? May twenty, whatever the hell it is. I think it's May twenty fourth right now. Twenty four. Um, whatever the twenty four. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, May two four, as they they say. Um, yeah, it feels a little early for there already to be no sports. You know what I mean? I know. Like there's there's no NBA, there's no NHL, there's no NHL until Monday, which is ridiculously stupid. We talked about that, and I don't know why they're not playing over the weekend at some point in time. 
um, the NBA, we got a game Saturday, and then if uh, if if Toronto wins, there's no NBA basketball until next Thursday. And if Milwaukee wins, then there'll be the game seven on uh, on Monday night. Um, so we've got Major League Baseball. As I stated, I already flipped everything over. I've got my future ticket um, on the Toronto Raptors to win the series uh, that uh, I'm anxiously awaiting going to FanDuel Sportsbook um, tomorrow. Who knows, Cam? Maybe tomorrow night. I will admit I am going to get very drunk uh, tomorrow night during this basketball game. So I'm hoping that it's going to be a real celebration after the fact, and I think it will be. Hey, but hey, you've been working hard. It's a Memorial Day weekend in your backyard there, so uh, a, a nice extended weekend. If you're going to get blitzed and really rock it and celebrate, this is the weekend to do it, baby. But as you've noticed, if you're listening to the updates, Gabe, I've compensated due to the lack of sports. Two new additions to the update. WNBA action, season opening tip-off tonight with spreads, and MLS soccer. Whoa! MLS soccer into the rotation, yeah. I'm 0-1. Got to. <laughs> MLS Soon CFL. Soon CFL, buddy. Oh, right around wait. the corner. Hey, hey, hey. I can't wait yeah. for that either. It's soon. It's going to be great. Yep, Probably very soon. They're already uh, CFL football this weekend. You, you are correct. I think it, I, I think it is uh, at the this weekend right around. I think the 27th is, is the first time we'll talk to Bobano about that when he comes on the show. But you're right, Gabe, uh, preseason couple games were right into the season should be a lot of fun this year too you you can bet you can bet on uh cfl preseason football too bc lions and edmonton eskimos first game up on sunday (laughs) (laughs) Uh, listen i'm a degenerate and even i shy even i shy away from cfl preseason betting but listen, Gabe, actually, I think we have an angle in this game. I don't want to sound crazy or anything like this, but let, 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 just just give, give me the floor for a second here. Our former friend, Devon Claybrook, now coaching the BC Lions, uh, used to be a regular on uh, your your show, Marenzi. We're on the other network there, and uh, we're good friends with him. I party with him in Calgary. Uh, he's going to probably want to get off to a good start. Wouldn't you, if you were a new coach, uh, want things to align as uh, my first game, a successful one and win? What's Edmonton got to play for? Give me the Lions on a, on a really kind of weak angle, I guess, but I'm into it. New coach, I was going to say, if I bet on everybody that I interviewed before, I'd be in trouble. Um, yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, we'll I get like the it, Hamilton though. You're right. You're right. No. With Lebanon. No, I, I know Clay Brooks personally, too. He's one of those guys, like, he's one of those guys, like, he kind of, like, I see him in the poker room, he likes to stick it to people. Like, he's a nice guy, but he's kind of got that devious, like, I think he'd want to win his first game and, like, give it a little bit more. Give me BC. It's in Edmonton. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll get the Ticat perspective with uh, old Babano, too. See what he's saying. Hey, June Jones, we ardently do you. See ya. I know. Bye-bye. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Like game time decisions to continue. A fantasy sports on radio network. WNBA, MLS, Major League uh, Baseball, uh, pick your poison. Uh, <laughs> pick your poison. Um, no basketball until Saturday night. Uh, we've got hockey on uh, Monday, and uh, we're not going to be with you on Monday, actually. It is uh, Memorial Day. Uh, we will be off, uh, so we'll have to put in our final Stanley Cup of predictions and thoughts uh, in on the program today. Uh, we bring... Um, we bring in Babano right now, Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter, at Babano. What's going on, Babano? For Saturday night, this weekend, Hockey Night in Canada is can- uh, canceled. It's basketball night in Canada tomorrow night. Yes, it is indeed, uh, Babano. It's, uh, it's basketball night around the world uh, tomorrow night. The only show in town. And that's one thing about this series, actually, since the Warriors have taken care of business, the Raptors and the Bucks, it really is under under the microscope. But I said it earlier, Babano, it's the biggest it's the biggest game in Toronto sports since. And Cam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as somebody that held 24 tickets to that Stanley Cup final, yes. the Toronto Maple Leafs and LA Kings game was even on a Saturday night too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I'll never forget. It was actually one of the biggest parties yeah. ever. Uh, Saturday night. Uh, a, 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 yep. A buddy of ours got a piece of property with a uh, member back in the days at his uh, property, at a satellite dish. We were all jacked up. Uh, everyone, Leaf fans there and uh, hot tub party, getting wasted, everything. We were having a great time. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Wayner, he gets away with it. Hey, oh, little high stick. Don't worry. It's just Gretz. We're not going to call anything here. And uh, after that, yeah, my buddy Henry almost jumped off the roof. Uh, he, he was the biggest Leaf fan I ever knew, and uh, he's never been the same since that day. It really rattled his world. It's horrible, horrible. horrible night. Good party, bad night. You're probably right. You probably have to go all the way to the, to the Joe Carter World Series game or that Leafs-Kings game in 93. You can't put the Jays, Royals, or Jays the Indians from a couple of years ago in it because they were never one win away a couple of years ago, the Jays, from the uh, World Series. That Joe Carter stuff. The Jays already won a World Series before. They won the World Series the year before. So, yeah, the Joe Carter moment was dramatic, and it's memorable in Toronto sports history without a doubt. But it didn't break, like, 25 years of misery. The World Series against the Braves the year before did. The Leafs hadn't been to the Cups in 67. They were one win away. They needed it at home. I remember it, man. Like, tickets were, like, thousands of dollars to get in. Like, it was freaking massive, massive. And it's crazy. We're talking about this, and this is just for the Eastern Conference, not even a championship. Championship is another story, but I'm telling you, it's the biggest game. Look, the Blue Jays made it to game six and lost to Kansas City um, in, 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 in baseball in the American League Championship Series years ago, a few years ago. That was pretty big, but they weren't one win away from the World Series. They were two wins away. And the game was in Kansas City when they lost. So I'm talking about in Toronto, if you're a ticket broker, you're a scalper, just everything. Tomorrow is the biggest buzz, biggest game in the city of Toronto since the early 90s. Let's just, well, let's let's say that instead of uh, splitting hairs between the Jays and the Leafs. 
There's no denying that. And uh, if you're Toronto, play it like a game seven. You know, uh, that's the one. That's the one worry I've got right now is that it would be such a Toronto thing to lose these next two games. You got to block that out. You got to block out people saying you're going to the finals now. Just focus on your game and what you're doing. God, I know, Babano. I'm aware. <laughs> and Cam knows. Cam, you're a Toronto. Yeah. Fan. I'm only a Raptor fan, but yes. I know. I mean, the Leafs, the Jays, just everything. Like, yeah. It's different, though. I it's remember different. that. God, no. Like, I will not survive the weekend if we have to go play there on Monday, guys. Like, I, like, I, yeah, we I, need to yeah, end this. I, I won't either. Yeah, you talked about the Joe Carter night, Gabe. I remember my buddy gave me, uh, $150 cash, a $400 tailor-made driver to work his ship for him at the keg that night. I was working in the at the keg. Remember where I told you where those guys used to eat steak off people's plates and, you know, everyone's getting high with the whipped cream in the walk-in freezer anyway. I was uh, one of those nights. I was pissed, man. I remember I was just out there, too, and I was mopping the floor, and then Joe Carter hit the home run. I'm going, was it worth it? Come to think of it, I wish I was. But then again, hey, I got $150 in a driver, but... And uh, the first time the Jays won the World Series against Atlanta, it was one of the craziest nights, too. I had a house party. I remember my parents were out of town. I had about 300 people. I had people in my backyard. I had people, like, climbing up stuff. I'm like, hey, use the coaster. Guys are putting, like, smashing plants and stuff. It was unbelievable. My house got rocked. But, uh, you know, I took care of it before they came home the next week. So a lot of memorable moments with big games, Gabe. Hopefully uh, we got the same on Saturday night. I think I was at a Bad Brains concert that night when they beat the Braves. What the Atlanta bad brains yeah. or Tom Tom Cock <laughs> one of the other um, kind of uh, different <laughs> worlds, but nevertheless, yeah, but, different. Uh, there. So uh, wow, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I saw I saw them all. Um, so uh, Babano, uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll go in order here. So we'll start tonight. Baseball tonight. You like anything on the diamond tonight? Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at one game in particular here, uh, Miami and Washington, it's not the best game on the card uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but talk about two teams that are going in completely opposite directions right now. You got two teams in that game. Uh, I think we've got the Miami Marlins uh, definitely playing their best baseball of the season for whatever that's worth because they really weren't playing any sort of good baseball before the last week to 10 days, but you know, they have played well back-to-back series against the Mets and the Tigers, not necessarily great teams, but you know, they've hit well. Uh, they've come back uh, from deficits in multiple games to pull out wins, and now they're playing a Washington team that they've got absolutely zero confidence right now. The, the current form is terrible. The lineup's been hit or miss. The starting pitching's been roughed up. The bullpen, you know, you can make a good case. Washington's got the worst bullpen uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, Pedro Lopez on the mound for Miami had a good start last time out. Uh, Washington going with a spot starter. McGowan for them. Uh, his numbers aren't that great. I see nothing to like wanting to lay minus 140 with this train wreck Washington team right now. I think the Marlins are a good dog tonight. I agree. I agree with Babano, Gabe. I think uh, I'll tell you one thing, too. Yeah, to your point, I'll tell you, the Washington Nationals, Gabe, if we do a market watch just off the top of my head, I'm going to assume it's around over 2,000 now. They're the worst favorite in baseball. Their bullpens. They are. No, it's worth Yeah. It's 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 reached epic train wreck on fire status. They've lost five games in a row. They're playing worse than that. They can't hit. Their aces are getting hung out to dry by the the rest of the team. Their bullpen just sucks. Like I I go and make a deal for anybody. The Washington Nationals are the best play against team now. Babano, I'm with you. If they don't win, hell, but getting a team at any team at plus money against them, you have to bet it. 
The, the problem is, uh, Cam, with the bullpen is that you, you see Craig Kimbrell still sitting out there waiting to get signed, but the problem is you got to pay him a lot, and, and he really didn't pitch all that great uh, down the stretch last season. So you're going to have oh. to pay a premium for a guy you're not even sure. Is he going to be able to get back to the old Craig Kimbrell? But at this point, you know, even a 50% Craig Kimbrell might be better than anybody that Washington's throwing out there from a bullpen standpoint right now. So that's the dilemma that a lot of teams have with Kimbrell just sitting out there waiting to be signed. A uh, big, uh, big, big series. Once again, they played last weekend, actually. The Astros took two or three um, between Boston and Houston. It's rare you're going to get Houston as a home dog, uh, but that's what you're getting tonight with the Houston Astros. Chris Sale on the hill. Um, the under is cashed in seven of the Astros' last eight games. <clears throat> wow, seven and one to the under uh, in the last eight, and four of Chris Sale's last five starts has gone under for the Red Sox as well. I'm not in a hurry to be betting the total of this baseball game, but out of principle, getting the Houston Astros a plus money looks attractive. Yeah, it, 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 it certainly would. Is, it's, you're not going to get Houston at a price like this very often. But, but the one concern is their lineup's gone a little bit cold, and a lot of that is George Springer's been out the last few games. Jose Altuve's been out. Uh, the last couple of games as well. You'd like to hope one of those two guys, if not both, can return. Uh, their offense is kind of scuffled after being red hot for a long time. Chris Sale was one of those guys that has shown signs of turning it around lately, but he's still been vulnerable to the home run ball at times. He's given up a lot of home runs. That's a concern in Houston. I didn't bet it, but I'd lean Houston too. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with Sale, you guys uh, on this one. Chris Sale has I think Boston going. looks good. He does. He's, he's, it's a buck forty. Houston's been cold. Yeah, it's tough. I, I don't like Wade Park game. Lots of juicy uh, games on the baseball board tonight. George George Springer is back uh, tonight. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll hit uh, we'll hit the Stanley Cup. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, level two continues. Another segment here with Bano. Then we got Bob Ryan, longtime Boston Globe columnist. Bob Ryan uh, steps up and in. As she retires, still writes a column like once a month or so, I believe. Uh, he's on. Uh, he's on ESPN once a week. Uh, Bob Ryan uh, spoke uh, with me and Joe this morning. We'll replay that. Then me and Cam will really get into the picks in the six o'clock hour, um, and we'll break down the baseball board. Um, so uh, we'll throw it to Babano right now. Stanley Cup starts on Monday, Babano. So this is it right now. I've already said, I've gone on record. We've been talking about this for a couple of days. I like the Blues to win. I think the Blues are going to win in six. You can get it at a plus 450 at FanDuel, uh, plus 450. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people, I just, uh, I'm reading previews. And, you know, the fact is a lot of people don't know a lot about hockey and write about hockey. and. You know, they're talking like St. Louis is some sort of fluke. Uh, like I just read, just during the break here, I was I, I popped up something and it said, uh, St. Louis hasn't faced the same adversity or the same tough, the state, the tough road that Boston has. I'm thinking, wow, this guy obviously me? doesn't know much. I didn't know that being yeah, no, dead no, last step. in the NHL at one time wasn't a tough road to get through. I, I didn't realize yeah. that. Wow. 
Then, then Babano, yeah, you played the, the playoffs. Jets, arguably too. one of the best team in the league. Dallas Stars, hot team. You beat you, you beat them yeah. in seven games. Oh, San Jose. Uh, oh yeah, they're they're a bunch of slouches too. You can tell that guy he's a moron. That's harder. That's harder than beating Toronto, Columbus, and Carolina. Guarantee so. it is. Like, come on, man. Columbus, Carolina, whatever. They had a nice little celebration this year. But anyways, people are off. Let them, let them, let them think that the Blues. I'm telling you, man. Babano, all week and everyone. There's a big perception that somehow the Blues are like lucky to be there, or they're like it's a random thing they got there. They had the best record in the NHL from January 2nd on. So pretty much as soon as winter time started. They had the best record, 30, 10, and freaking five. Like, they better than Tampa Bay Lightning even uh, during the time. Like, they, they had the best record in the league. You know, they, they, it's not like they just are getting hot now or they're lucky. Bennington is 24 and five as a starter. Um, the Blues are going to beat these guys. They're going to beat the Bruins. They just need to stay out of the penalty box. Yeah, the special teams is going to be critical. And for St. Louis to win this series, they, the power play, which showed signs of life at the end of the series against San Jose, they got two power play goals in game five and game six uh, in beating the Sharks. And that was a power play that was horrible before that. So they, that needs to be a sign of things to come in the finals. The PK has been solid. That's the one thing Boston just absolutely dismantled Carolina in the special teams battle. The power play and the penalty kill for the Bruins just absolutely torched Carolina. Uh, it's not going to be as easy for them in this series. This is a tough, tough series to call. I, I defer to the home team, Boston, in seven. I do like St. Louis in game one, though. I really like St. Louis in game one at the plus price. You've got St. Louis with extended rest this season, seven and five. Boston with extended rest this season, just one and seven. And we're not just talking about uh, extended rest. This is overextended rest. This is 11 days for the Boston Bruins since the uh, sweep of the Carolina Hurricanes until Monday night when this series gets underway. Now, Bruce Cassidy's holding an inter-squad scrimmage last night, trying to keep these guys in some kind of playoff mode. It's much different when you got to face another team, a good team, and then have to go out on the ice and really try to find your game again, which was clicking at all cylinders. You know, I don't like backing teams in that first game after a long rest, when they've, especially when they've been playing so good before that. So I, I think Boston gets stronger blues, and better the as the series goes on, days. but I like St. Louis in the first game on Monday night. The Blues have been off for six days, too. Like, you know, I, I don't think it rest means all that Yesterday, Kelly Chase said it doesn't mean anything. He said too much rest. Well, he said whatever. Too- he said after 10 minutes, the game, it'll be normal for both teams. Like, it's just, that's like the I told you, man, that's all, that's all media handicapping type of yeah, bullshit. It is. Like, it's yeah. just the game's going to start. They're both going to get it going after a couple of minutes, you know? It's different with a goaltender, though, compared to any position. The position players, once they get hit in the face, they'll wake up. But Tuka Rask was on some yeah, kind exactly, of heater game. Yeah. And you know, as a goaltender, when you're like not even seeing the puck and you're in the right spot every time, if anything goes wrong there, that's where it could get derailed. It's all, it's all about the goaltender. Because if he's not in that zone again, that's going to be party time. If the Blues score early and he makes a bad play, watch out. Well, it's crazy that he's played as well as he has for this long in a row. I mean, you're right. I, I, I'm not going to dispute nuts. that. Um, hey, listen, 11 days, the longest layoff ever in the modern salary cap era. It's and we're talking about St. Louis being this, you know, St. Louis were the best team in the NHL from January 2nd on. The Boston Bruins have won seven straight playoff games right now. They're on their longest streak since in 1972. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? As, as far as like, I think it'll be a low scoring game, a battle in game one. I like where you go with the Blues. Listen, I think the Blues are going to win the series, so they're going to have to win at some point on the road. And I'm not going to argue being off 11 days could present problems, but I'm just saying it's sort of nullified by the fact that the Blues have been off for six days too. Yeah, I mean it's not a it's not a short rest that's for sure for the St. Louis Blues. Six days is still a decent one, but they had a really physical series with San Jose, so I think they'll welcome even uh, the extra couple of days. See, I think it'll be a low scoring series. I don't think it'll be a low scoring game one. I think game one's that game where you'll see mistakes, you'll see some sloppy play. Uh, for two teams that have been off for a little bit. And the total's down down to five at Bookmaker slash Chris. Five shaded to the over at minus 135. That's, you know, you don't see many fives these days. And I think as the series goes on, the games get more important. You'll see it a lot of 2 one 3 one. I'm not sure it's game one. And you look at these two teams in terms of having time off, they've been playing more overs, both teams with more time off than unders. So I like the over in game one. I think as the series yeah, goes on, though, season. it will be lower scoring. That time off. That time off stuff is regular season, right? So you're taking like a regular season, you know, and then they're playing. It's it's different in in, in a playoff game. It's five. We're getting a bargain here. It's five and a half at FanDuel, but it's minus one thirty to the under five and a half. Minus so it's a five and a half minus one thirty. Yeah, uh, Mr. Right, Green, Bano, Mr. So. Green, five and five and a half, four, 45 cents to the under. Yikes, that's a lot of juice. <laughs> Crazy, creeping up there, creeping up there. Creepy. What do you think, Creepy. Cam? Higher or lower score? What? Uh, I got to be, uh, I think it could go either way. I'm not going to, and, and I think, you, you know, you could think you have an angle on it. If these guys come in, both teams both teams could play sloppy to Babano's point, but both teams could be on point. You have extra time to dissect the team even more, fi- really fine-tune things, uh, look at tape, do everything. I don't know. I got to be honest with you, Gabe, though. The, the time off at the game speed, maybe the it's all about the goaltending to me. I think the time off hurts the goaltenders the most. I think that's pretty obvious. But yeah, five and a half, five. If it's five, I would definitely bet the over at five and a half. I'm kind of, eh, I think it's probably going to be five, six goals. And uh, you know where we stand, Gabe. I got futures on the Blues. And uh, even if uh, I would actually love, uh, love the Blues to win the first game. And if we can find a mathematical formula or even to come back on Boston, we will if we can guarantee ourselves some big money. But uh, to, Bab- to Babano's point there, I think St. Louis, the thing is, two games, great road team. You, you saw what these guys did on the road in the playoffs. They absolutely play a perfect road game, big physical game. And Boston, I don't think they've seen a team. Toronto's not a physical team. Carolina's flashy. And, and uh, Columbus, they can be. And Boston had some problems with them, right? So I think it's one of these, uh, I think it really sets up for the Blues better than people think because I think they're just going to hammer Boston. They want to play a physical game. They have big, brawling, mean defensemen. And those Boston forwards, um, they could be in a lot of trouble. And I will say this, uh, too, as far as Babano's uh, point. I can't argue Babano. It's been a high-scoring NHL playoffs this year. You know what I mean? Sure I mean, has. he's definitely been playing to the yeah. over more than the under. They played two times this year, these two teams. Uh, Boston beat them January the 17th, uh, 5-2 in Boston. Wow. Uh, they beat them 5-2 as minus 160 favorites. The total was 5.5. They then played February the 23rd in St. Louis. St. Louis beat them 2-1. As minus 131 Ooh. home favorites, total was also 5.5. <laughs> so what can we take from that? Absolutely nothing. Evidently. Nothing. Evidently nothing. What is it good uh, for? Right, so Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. 
What does it mean, Babano? Exactly. I don't know. Um, all right, Babano. So we got a couple of minutes. So who's winning the Stanley Cup, Babano? Boston at seven. And as I stated, we got about two minutes here. Boston at seven. Yeah. 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 I get it. Sorry, Brandon yeah. in St. Louis. We love you. You're a great guy, but I, I got, I'm going with the Bruins. Uh, Brandon in St. Louis. He's seven. on our team, Gabe. We're we're three blues three pack baby. Oh come on, sing of the blues baby. Come on, we could do it. And I, and the key for St. Louis to win is a very simple formula. Babano, big lumbering defenseman. They murder Chara. He's an old guy, and they don't have if they if they can wear down their defensemen and put 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 them thin. That's St. Louis's goal to play a heavy heavy attack and hammer these guys into oblivion. Their forecheck is relentless. I agree, Cam. Boston this series is not going to be for the faint Boston of heart. This is going to be a physical series, start to finish. Blues and Blues and six, Gabe. I'm with you. I had the exact same thing. Blues and six. Boston, uh, Boston's plus three seventy to win the series in seven. By the games. way, the, quickly, if you can get goal scoring props, Bet three six five has them. Look for Sammy Blay for St. Louis. Look for Jake DeBrusque for Boston. Look for some of these under-the-radar guys to step up and score some Sunquist. big goals. Don't just bet the top-heavy guys. Bet some of those under-the-radar guys. And know who else for battle? Bacchus, former blue. He'll be fired up this series. He might be a good dark horse. Yep, no doubt. Good call. Now you're throwing darts. <laughs> Throw in anyone, darts. Anyone else? Sammy Blaze. I like Sammy Blaze. Blaze one. Sammy. Uh, Sammy Blaze is, yep, is one that I could see cashing in a couple of times in this series. He got more ice oh, time. He scored a couple of goals in the series against San Jose. That is definitely the one I've got my eye on the most. Yep. All right, Babano. Sammy Blaze to score a goal. Uh, take a look at that as the goal prop uh, throughout the series. All right, thank you, Babano. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Go Raptors. Let's go finish this thing. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Uh, morning after continues. Fun times uh, this morning. Uh, let's keep it uh, rolling uh, right now with uh, a, a brilliant award-winning uh, uh, writer. Uh, you've seen him on uh, TV, but, of course, uh, longtime Boston Globe uh, columnist now joins us, Bob Ryan. Uh, Bob, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, uh, Bob. We'll get into this, you know, the, the games and the Bruins, and I want you to take on the Raptors and the Bucks, but... Uh, me and Joe, and, uh, you know, I'm Gabriel. Uh, he's Joe in Florida. I'm in New York right now. But we were talking about the media. I don't know if you had an opportunity to catch Dan Patrick did a little piece last week about sort of the, the, the shock, the shock and look at me, let's get attention era that we're in right now. And I'm really interested in your taking this because you're old school and you've written, man, when you guys actually had scoops. 
and you've been part of the sort of new school, new school TV uh, machine as well. And I'm talking about like so, like Chris Broussard gets into it with mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, and then Chris Broussard says after, "Well, I'm not going to be intimidated from doing my job." And I'm thinking, isn't doing your job telling me what's going on in the locker room, telling me there's a problem with this coach and a dynamic here or behind the scenes? You know, there, there's an issue in the room with these two players, as opposed to I'm in a Twitter feud with Kevin Durant, Colin <laughs> Cowherd. I'm not, you know, I'm a journalist. I'm going to do my job. Trolling professional athletes on Twitter and then hoping to get a response isn't journalism, Bob. Like, I don't get, like, Skip Bayless running around like, he won't say Kawhi's name, number two. Like, what the hell's going on? What are we doing here, Bob? You've been around a long time. And I, I'm not saying call out specific people here, but like that's not journalism. Getting attention from an athlete by acting like a jackass isn't doing your job, in my opinion, Bob. Well, that was never my MO, that's for sure. And, and I, I, but it's, you've, I articulated or, or identified circumstances that, are, that make me uh, happy that I am officially retired, that I left the Boston Globe after 44 years in 2012, and I have my hand in the, in the industry uh, in a variety of ways, but, but all voluntary and all, uh, you know, and, 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 and my um, uh, pace or my discretion, uh, you know. So, yes, I, I still write two columns uh, uh, on every other Sunday for the Globe. I, I participate on Around the Horn roughly once a week. I'm part of a podcast with Mike uh, Lupica and Mitch Album and, and, and uh, uh, so forth. But um, And I do some radio uh, gigs. But uh, I, I, I don't identify with that kind of an approach. I never did, okay? Uh, uh, I never felt that it was uh, – uh, uh, that's not necessary, but uh, wise or, or advisable or appropriate uh, to uh, uh, pick a fight with uh, uh, some kind of a celebrity uh, in order to uh, keep get my name out there. Uh, did I get involved in, in, in dis- disputes or, or, or have my moments with guys? Sure, in the course of, of doing it the old-fashioned way, yeah, you know, of writing course. something somebody didn't like, uh, you know, and then uh, uh, sure. Yeah. And did I make mistakes and say stupid things and uh, uh, to prove that to be wrong of course and you know, one of the funny yeah, things but you, you're not arguing you, with people bob whether you had a beer with them at the tavern at three in the morning no, right <laughs> no, no you know i mean and i had plenty you know i mean i i came from an era when we we did have much better access in general terms yeah. uh, to, to the athletes as a beat person uh you you literally travel this is long before charter flights when i started covering the nba in 1969 the only team in the league that used and they're not and they're not even all the time they used a charter flight with the knicks and everybody else flew commercial you arrived at the airport you checked yourself in you sat around at the gate with them, you flew with them, you rode the bus with the, uh, to the hotel. Uh, then when they started shoot-arounds, you got up in the morning and you rode the bus with them to the shoot-around and rode back. You rode the bus with them to the arena. Sometimes you rode the bus back with them back to the hotel, depending on, on, the, on the schedule. And a much larger in, trust factor between the two of you, too, right? I was, I was involved in, in circumstances where the, we waited, where the bus waited uh, after the game for, for the, uh, my competitor at the Boston Herald to finish his story wow. before we, we went back to the... No one thought anything of it and then you went back and you had a beer with them and and uh, and closed up the joint and and that's the way the world was and, and, and when i started and 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 now in the world of charter flights and marriott points and everybody doing their own thing uh you know it's a whole different way but that's something else but what you're talking about uh the, the circumstances that you identified in the, in the uh, being of our conversation uh, of course it's a it's appalling to me it's not the way that i i i think that our industry should be portraying itself 
And it's kind of just that way, Bob, because that's the way society likes it, right? They want instant gratification. It's not about the, the truth. Oh. It, it's about just, it's about clickbait. It's about hurry up and click their stories. It's headlines. It's not about really getting a story. It's just no, click. about being oh, I've, in I've that heard, particular moment. Yeah. I've heard so many tales of woe over the years, the last 15 years or so, about guys that, that are papers and, and they're judged by how many clicks they get and, and uh, you know, and, and, and the competition. Look, there's always, there was always journalistic competition. Scoops. I was never big on, on scoops. I had, uh, you know, some, uh, mostly in the Bird era, because I had a very good relationship with Larry, probably the best one of any of the writers in Boston at the time, and wound up doing a book, his first book, with Larry, and I was very fond of Larry, and I remain very fond of Larry, and, and I don't make any apologies for anything, any relationship I ever had with Larry. Um, so that, that's fine. But uh, uh, that, that, the net world, uh, I was where I go with this, but the, the, oh, yeah, the, I wasn't into scoops necessarily. I, I want to get it right, and, and I, I was more interested in the writing and, 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 the, and the analysis uh, rather than worrying about being first for, by five seconds. When are people going to learn in, in, in uh, the business, in, in both uh, print and electronic? The public doesn't care about scoops. They don't care who got the story first. They don't know. They, they, they don't remember who got there. it first after. You're right. By the end of the no. day, oh, Jay Glazer said. Care. Yeah, and oh, so Jay Glazer tried, said and, this. And, and, and I don't know. And the other thing. <laughs> You know, and, and the thing that you always have to remember uh, about your credibility is, uh, is that uh, you're a prisoner of what people tell you in that regard. When you're, and, 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 you know, then you, you have to have your antennae up, and your experience uh, gives you, tell, tells you when you need to be a little wary of you're being told something that it might be a little, uh, you know, and there might be an agenda at the other end, or it might, the guy might be flat out wrong, uh, you know, and you've got to be able to evaluate it, and your experience helps you do that. Uh, sure. Uh, so, uh, but, oh, God, we could go on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, about this, but no, that's true. But the, but the, here's the problem: when I started, and 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 you know, there was no such thing as social media. So uh, it, that has changed absolutely everything. It changed everything, and, and accelerated the process, and and involves uh, every people, everybody's. Uh, you, know, the, you know, the famous Jimmy Durante line uh, uh, of what I grew up with, and and everybody wants to get into the act. Remember that? Well, everybody. <laughs> get into yeah, the act. Are, Everybody in listening yeah. to us right now can yeah. get into the act by getting on Twitter immediately. Bob Ryan with us. All right, Bob, uh, time flying by. We wish we had more of it. We appreciate you joining us. But Boston Bruins, St. Louis Blues um, goes back, of course, uh, to, to 1970 and one of the most famous uh, iconic pictures in, in sports in sports history, actually, over under that picture is going to be shown this week is going to be about 9,000, <laughs> right? But, oh, easy. Uh, what's your take on the series? Man, we're talking about two, two very similar style hockey teams. Great goaltending right now. Uh, how do, what, what do you see and what's the feeling in Boston right now about this? Well, there's, there's kind of, I'd say, Certainly, there's optimism. I, I might. I, w I don't want to go so far as to say cautious optimism, but I think they're reasonably wary uh, because I, if, if the good hockey fans are aware that the, that the Blues uh, have uh, how they got here and, and, and that they're being told, you know, that they're very similar teams, that they're very deep in defensemen, uh, that they're uh, they're uh, you know, and the goal, their goaltender, if if if. if uh, it, 
either way, you can argue which one's the hotter one, but they're both the two hottest guys that got here, which is so often the story of hockey. Uh, Rask has never played better, and I'm sure Bennington's never played better, so there we go. Fine. That's great. Uh, it's an uh, interesting story. Baruby took over, uh, you know, when they needed uh, help. They're such a wonderful story. Now, you know they're feeling good about themselves, and if they win, it's going to be one of the greatest stories in the history of American sport. Uh, the last place in second of, of uh, January, the fewest points in the league, and since that time... A team that's uh, never won, Bob, against you guys. You're the, you're the evil empire now, Boston. Of course, and, 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 and they've never won. They, they got in there the first three years because of the uh, the rules of the day were favored. You know, they, they created an instant division of expansion teams, and they happened to be the best. They were the one-eyed man in the land of the blind in 68, 69, and 70. They got into the finals. They got swept three times in a row. They have never won a game. They haven't gotten back since, uh, and, and that's, so that's obviously a big issue in St. Louis. But this team is one of the great – if this – guys, if this – story where in basketball or baseball last place in January 2nd, best record in the league from that point on, it would be ten times bigger. Hockey still doesn't have the kind of cachet that makes this story uh, resonate to the American sporting public the way it should. And if they do go on to win, it, it, it should go down it's one of the handful of greatest stories in the history of American recorded sport, what they have just done. Mm. The only thing comparable in baseball were the 14 Braves, who were last place on July 4th, and then went on to win the World Series and swept the mighty Connie Mac A's. But yeah, they were yeah, only yeah, exactly. out. They were only 10 games mm. out. It was an incredibly bunched National League that year. Yes, they were in last place, and it's a great achievement, but this would be the most single monumental achievement of its type in the history of North American sport. Wow. There it is from it is. Bob Ryan. Yep. Um, mm. You know, Bob, um, we got to get out of here in about, in about a minute, but I read an article. It was the anniversary of the Don Cherry, the Too Many Men on the Ice. And I'm sure you have respect. Michael Farber was very, very exquisitely written. And, you know, something about it, about Montreal and Boston. And, you know, I didn't realize that. And I grew up in Montreal, so I didn't realize that the Bruins and the Canadians have played each other more than any other teams in, in the playoffs and any other sport. Um, and I brought it up. People were talking about Boston earlier. And I said, you know, Montreal and Boston, you wouldn't think French, English, so many similarities between the two. I'd love to, if we have more time in the future, Bob, you know, just to get your thoughts of that perspective of the Bruins and the Canadians and the city of Montreal and the similarities between the Irish, the Catholic, you know, and like the crazy drivers. There's a lot of similarities there, Bob. <laughs> Well, you got a point there, and you're right. They go back to, to from like 1943 up to when the Bruins finally beat them. I mean, it was such a big story for years that the Bruins could not beat the Canadians in the playoffs, and there was so much anguish and heartache. And of course, the, the ultimate uh, frustration was the too many men on the ice. I remember exactly where I was. I was in San Antonio covering the Spurs and the, and the uh, Bullets, and I called back to see what was going on, and they told me what had just happened and how they got caught with the penalty and they lost the game. And uh, you know, and I, I, you know, it was heartbreaking for the, the Bruins at that point. But uh, there was always something going on. There was always a bet noir. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, over and above the, the obvious big stars going back to the Rocket and Balevo, Le Grand Bill, et cetera, uh, John Ferguson. Oh, boy, was he hated mm. in Boston, you know? And, and uh, how frustrating was trying to go up against Jacques uh, Plant and then Oh, yeah, it's, there's Bob a lot of history there. Ryan, Boston Globe. Thank you, Bob Ryan, Boston Globe. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
that part. And it's LeBron James stuff just too much. You know, LeBron James harassing Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler now. Because Jimmy Butler, Butler's not yeah. playing, hey, so. That guy thinks he's the commission. Just, like, I'm so sick and tired know, of this crap. Just, and the thing is, Gabe, he gets away with any everything. Like, it's, 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 it's. It, the league has to do that is tampering. I don't care if it's a player versus whatever. That's tampering. Kawhi Leonard playing in the thing. Obviously, it happened probably before the playoff run. But you know, like you, you can't be doing this type of thing. You get I'm in not trouble so for sure. It, but hey, it's it's just LeBron's world. We're living in it, right? He can do whatever he wants. Good interview with Ryan, by the way. I love yeah, old yeah. school guys too, telling stories about getting pissed on the plane. It's actually so funny. I was talking to Lisa about that, and um, <clears throat> she used to do the same thing. They go down and cover the Jays grapefruit league and stuff and the players used to take the charters and everyone would get wasted on the plane and one of the reporters one little uh, douchebag trying to make a name for himself wrote an article and uh, basically sold everybody out wrote wrote an article about the, the players and uh, everybody the media getting pissed on the plane and then after that uh, the jays just said sorry we're done and, th- and they never did it again unbelievable yeah that's the problem <laughs> with today's weasel that's the problem Weasels. with today's uh weasel um media types that's why they're not there there's a lack of trust right amongst there used to be a level of trust now now there's not you're right yep i remember years ago too um somebody on the detroit tigers beat somebody did a story about how the tigers had like their own plane and stuff and um, it was basically about how the tigers would get hammered and gamble and smoke weed on the team plane and yeah, <laughs> and um, oh, it was out of control and whatever. It's like, all right, good, good for you. So, you know, the story goes nowhere. Nobody cares after the fact. The owner's mad and embarrassed, and then the media gets kicked off the plane, right? Like you said, it's just yeah. that. You know, it's crazy to hear Bob Ryan say that the Celtics like uh, would would wait. Oh, wait, the media guy's not here yet. They wait. The team bus wouldn't leave yet. Yeah, I guarantee you, <laughs> man. Awesome. The Raptor team bus ain't waiting for Michael Grange. Uh, it's a it's a good thing you're living in new york gabe because we've been seeing a lot of uh you, you know the locals it's great to see jack and leo and everybody yeah but there's a couple guys that uh, brad Faye's a great guy but there's a couple guys on that beat that are just awful like it's just i don't know how they got the gig but you know it is what it is Funny, Bob Ryan just tweeted uh, right now, no playoffs in either the NBA or NHL tonight. We're going to find out how normal people live. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Bob, is degenerate. There's there's always something. (laughs) But I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like, uh, I'm so caught up in the Raptors stuff. Like, right now, I have a hard time sort of focusing in on the board, like, for tonight. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, to me, it's just all about tomorrow night. Get this Raptor. Yep. I have the the uh, I've got the 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 bet three six five plays in. I got my ticket at FanDuel, so I'm covered uh, online and in with with the the real world. I'd like to enjoy the game tomorrow, and then I can go pick up my money on Sunday, and I can play the Stanley Cup, which starts on Monday, which I actually am looking forward to. It's an interesting uh, it's an interesting battle between these two teams, very evenly matched. I mean. You know, I'm not saying St. Louis are a lock, and I, you know, I, I think people, most people, are picking Boston for one reason or another. So we're talking about the odds here a little bit. The Boston Bruins to win this series in seven games is plus three seventy. The St. Louis Blues to win in six is plus four seventy. Right now, it's going to be one or the other. 
Like, if it goes to seven, I doubt the Blues would win game seven on the road in Boston. But uh, I got to be honest, I don't know that, yeah. Gabe. I, they, look at they did in San, San Jose and stuff. Like, that weekend game where they beat them five to nothing. The Blues have a, pen, uh, a real, real knack for playing great road games. You know, like, they're just, they're built for yeah. the road. The city of San Jose doesn't have the same as the city of Boston yeah, when it comes to champions. I, 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 I understand. I get it. I get it. That's true. But they can win anywhere. <laughs> they won in Winnipeg. 